Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Samuels vs. Schlanger. I'm Leighton Samuels, I'm Leighton Schlanger, and and I am looking forward to this podcast. And did you just interrupt me, bro? I'm always the one that gets the good. I introduce myself second. I let you have the first introduction, so then I get to speak first. That's that's how this has worked this entire... No, 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 no. That's not how this has worked this entire time. And A, I introduce myself first because the, the, the show is called Samuels versus Schlanger. So I have to introduce myself first. Well, you know, maybe we should change the name because we need more listeners and we might want to shake things up a bit. So maybe it should be Schlangers versus Samuels. Schlanger versus Samuel doesn't roll off the tongue quite so well. We had this conversation when we started this podcast how many, like, we, we, we just we just keep going back and forth on this. I don't know why you're still arguing with me about things that we established literally months ago. Like, we're, we're starting a brand. Like, we can't be changing the name all of a sudden. Oh, well, you know, I just think it'll help the brand if we change the name and if we lead with Schlanger. Because then, you know what? If we change the, the name to Schlanger versus Samuels and I get to introduce myself first in the podcast, then you get to say things first. But for as long as it is Samuels versus Schlanger and you say, I'm Leighton Samuels, and then I say, I'm Leighton Schlanger, then I get to continue saying something because that is how introductions work. <laughs> that might be how introductions work in your mind. You know what? You're, you're fired. You're done. Get out of here. I'm not going anywhere. You can't. You can't fire me. There is no podcast without me. We Know Fantasy didn't even have you on their podcast this week. So so you can't even run off to them. That was because I was I was busy. I would love to be on their podcast. Um, and they would love to have me on their podcast. Do you know that? Do you know that for sure? What? Do you know for sure that they would love to have you on their podcasts? Because you haven't been on in a couple of weeks. But they've they've asked me if I could be on. I've just been busy. Why are you trying to question? I'm having a good, like, week and a good day. And, like, you're trying to bring me down, man. I just tried to fire you and you won't leave. Whoa. Exactly. Too bad for you. Um, I'm going to be the good host and say we have a lot of football to talk about. We actually have a fun game to recap from last night between the Titans and the Colts. We also, because uh, trade deadlines are a thing in fantasy football in some leagues, so we figured that this would be a good time to go through uh, some trade targets and some trade chips to help you improve your team before the run to try to make it into the playoffs. And maybe if you're feeling comfortable that you're going to make those playoffs, improving your team specifically focused at weeks 14 through 17. How does that sound? That sounds wonderful. I don't know who you were asking because you and me are the only two people in the, in this room. <laughs> we're, we're the only one person in this room, you, you dunce. <laughs> A dunce? That's so nice of you. So we are going to move forward to football. Go ahead, hit that drop. This is the drop. This is the drop. This is the drop. Samuels versus Schlanger. Oh, this is going to be brutal. Great. We are going to look at the Indianapolis Colts versus the Tennessee Titans. An exciting game last night that was uh, looked like Tennessee might run away with it in the first half. Scored zero points in the second half. Bummer for Derrick Henry owners. Um, also, speaking of... I'm, you know what? I'm going to jump right into the analysis because speaking of scoring zero points in the second half, where did Jonathan Taylor go? Where... I don't... I am not sure. I, I, I would have to look a lot more closely... 
um, and I haven't yet. I don't know if Jonathan Taylor got a single touch in the second half. Nope, nope, that's a lie. He he had a rush up the middle for no no gain and a rush up the middle for two yards uh, to kick off the second half. But man, uh, J- Jordan Wilkins got the goal line carry on fourth and goal at the one on that particular drive. And the rest of the game was all Naheem Hines. Naheem Hines, first of all, let's just let's just talk about the running back superstar for the Indianapolis Colts, at least for the night. He got 13 fantasy points on the ground. He got 15.5 fantasy points through the air, which means altogether that is 28.5 fantasy points for Naheem Hines working it as both a pass catcher and a rusher. He led the team in rushing with, uh, well, obviously with with 70 yards, but he also led the team in carries with 12 over Jordan Jordan Wilkins, who was second with eight, and Jonathan Taylor bringing up the rear with seven. And Jonathan Taylor didn't look good. He averaged 1.7 yards per carry. This is a guy who, when Marlon Mack went down, we were so, the entire fantasy world blew up with excitement of how this guy was going to take the NFL by storm and take fantasy by storm. And he was going to be a league winner. You drafted him in like the sixth or seventh round, and boom, all of a sudden you have a guy who, if we knew he was going to have the lead role in this offense from day one, he would have been drafted in the second or third round probably, but he's doing nothing. Jonathan Taylor's doing nothing. He has done nothing to take control of this role. And like... And it's the Naheem Hines show at this point. And sure, Naheem Hines has scored single-digit fantasy points in five of his nine games this season, but he's scored over 20 in two of the past three. And if you look at their schedule, they got Houston, they got Vegas, like like they ha- Green Bay. They have they have a schedule against a lot of teams who will score a lot of points, um, forcing them to play from behind but have soft defenses, which I think is is opportunity for Hines, uh, because maybe Jonathan Taylor can get out of this slump, but, I mean, Jordan Wilkins is is looking better than him right now, and that's Jordan Jordan Wilkins. Um, so, yeah, tough times for Jonathan Taylor owners. Do we, do we drop Jonathan Taylor? Uh, no one has Jordan Wilkins on their team. He is only rostered in 8.4% of leagues, and that was after a jump from from last week or the week before when he was being used like Jonathan Taylor is owned in 95% of ESPN leagues like do we do we drop him what what do we do with him I don't that's the problem is I don't think you can because despite everything I just said uh, Jonathan Taylor is still a rookie and we know he's an extremely talented rookie and rookies can turn the corner at any time. Frank Reich has said he still has some level of confidence in Jonathan Taylor. He still keeps marching Jonathan Taylor out there every single game. So, like, maybe he turns a corner. So you can't drop him. But you, I really don't think you can start Jonathan Taylor until he proves that you can. What would that look like to you? Like, what what does him proving that he can look like to you? I, I mean, I don't know. Like, he... He comes out hot at the gate, ends up with with anywhere from 15 to 20 touches and gets into the end zone for a touchdown and 
you know, is involved in both the passing game and the running game, I think that would be something where Jonathan Taylor, you know, like he was playing at the beginning of the season. (laughs) Wow, that is some shade thrown Jonathan Taylor's way. I am going to forcibly take this momentum from you and move on to the Titans backfield where, yeah, sure, you got to talk about three people. I only get to talk about one. I only get to talk about Derek freaking Henry, who... He didn't have a very Derrick Henry-esque game. I mean, he did. He did have a very Derrick Henry-esque. I, did, did I interrupt you? Did I interrupt you when you were talking about? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Please, please continue with Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry only gets you 11.9 fantasy points, which is, you know, that will not ruin your week, but... It was a very frustrating 11.9 fantasy points. On the very first drive of the game, Deontay Foreman comes in and catches a touchdown pass for five yards. They are they are at, at, at inside the they are at the five yard line, and Deontay Foreman comes in and takes the touchdown from Derrick Henry. So frustration number one, but that's fine. Deontay Foreman might come in and catch some passes. You know, Derrick Henry isn't known for catching passes, but you know, beside the point. They get back. <laughs> they get back to the goal line. They they fail with Derrick Henry once, get a new set of downs from a, I believe, a pass interference call. No, 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 a, sorry, a, a, a roughing the passer call. They get a new set of downs at like the two-yard line. What do they do? They do a handoff to Jonu Smith, who also vultures Derrick Henry's touchdowns. That's potentially 12-point swing for Derrick Henry owners. That is extremely frustrating. But you know what? Derrick Henry's floor remains one of the highest amongst uh, amongst any running backs in this league. And I, we will actually talk about Derrick Henry more later. So I'm going to move on straight to the Tennessee pass catchers in which a weird game, a weird game for Tennessee. I mean, part of the problem was Ryan Tannehill threw the ball 27 times, but only completed 15 of those passes. Five of them went to Corey Davis, which is great. No one else caught more than two including A.J. Brown, who only caught one for 21 yards. And that was that was rough for A.J. Brown, too, because there was one ball that could have been a touchdown. Tannehill put it right in his hands down the sideline, and A.J. Brown just dropped it. Extremely uncharacteristic of A.J. Brown. Corey Davis is the one who takes off in this, in this game, which super happy for the guy. Um, I mean, not happy for him because it is... It is tragic that Corey Davis lost his brother to cancer and, you know, Corey Davis comes out and and he puts on a a very good show to honor his brother. So good for Corey Davis on that. Five receptions, 67 yards, uh, comes out to 11.7 fantasy points. That leads the pass catchers for the Tennessee Titans. Jonu Smith almost got there with his rushing touchdown. He had 9.4. I still think that AJ Brown is the guy is is the pass catcher you want in the Tennessee offense. Corey Davis put up a goose egg last week, so you know you can't fully trust him. Jonu Smith, uh, he had more targets than Ferkser in this game, but Ferkser still got three targets, and he, Jonu Smith is just not the consistent tight end option that we thought he was going to be towards the beginning of the season. Um, and the rest are the rest. It is a run 
first offense. So you want Derrick Henry in his offense. And then again, we'll get to that later. Do you want to take the Indianapolis Colts pass catchers? I do, in fact, because I'm really excited about this. We talked about him on a We Know Fantasy podcast. And I think we brought him up uh, after that We Know Fantasy podcast. Oh, We Know Fantasy, but We Know Fantasy podcast. Do you want to talk about our podcast? Or do you want to keep talking about all the other people who want you on your on their podcast? You, you're just bragging about, I'm not bragging about anything. I'm talking about i'm talking about michael pittman jr the rookie sensation apparently for the indianapolis colts led the team in targets with eight led the team in receptions with seven uh led the team in receiving yards with 101 did not get a touchdown but he also they also designed a run for him 21 yards dude comes out to 19.2 fantasy points without even scoring a touchdown that is huge and if he, like we talked about with Naheem Hines, they have a schedule that is weak defenses with strong offenses uh, pretty much for the rest of the season, except for the, the Pittsburgh Steelers in Week 16. But the Pittsburgh Steelers have been giving up uh, fantasy points to wide receivers despite their amazing defense. If Michael Pittman Jr. has taken this wide receiver one role and has earned Phillip Rivers' trust, this can be great things, and I, I promise you, Michael Pittman Jr. will be mentioned next Tuesday as one of my waiver wire pickups. And that about wraps up the games. We are... No, 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 hold on, hold on. Because, yeah, I'm going to stop you right there because I just want to bring up a very interesting point that I noticed earlier this week. What? What is that? What is that? You were thinking outside of this podcast you existed? I always exist. I don't know what you're talking about. We almost never talk about quarterbacks on this podcast almost never we focus so heavily on wide receivers running backs and tight ends we almost never talk about quarterbacks so i want to give a little bit of i would say screen time uh, speaker time there we go to ryan Tanhill and philip rivers will you let me do that <laughs> sure sure you know what i think i think you're right i think we do actually skip out on quarterbacks a bit much on this podcast. So let's give them a little bit of uh, let's give them a little bit of love. All right. Well, I don't have a lot of love for Ryan Tannehill. Um, <laughs> he kicked off the league looking like a kicked off the season looking like a top five fantasy quarterback. He has been struggle bussing recently, and if you still have him on your team, if you are still giving him shots, I think he is worth dropping. You could stream better quarterbacks. Um, Philip Rivers, on the other hand, at least keeps proving that he is a semi-decent floor option. He gets you just over 16 fantasy points. The problem is his ceiling will never be anything because he doesn't run the ball. I mean, for, for goodness sake, they brought in Jacoby Brissett to do the one QB run that they had designed, and it was a QB sneak, ended up going for uh, two or three yards and into the end zone. So Jacoby Brissett <laughs> gets... Gets the rushing touchdown for the QB. Phillip Rivers is is going to consistently, generally score between 10 and 17 fantasy points. He has a couple of, of 20-plus fantasy point games this season. But also, Indianapolis loves to win games by grinding it out using their defense. So, you chose... You chose two, like, fantasy-irrelevant quarterbacks to make that stand on. You know that, right? <laughs> yes. Yes, I do. But you know what? We talked about quarterbacks, and that's what matters. We are going to move forward. We got trade targets and trade chips to get to. But, 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 wait one second. Before we get to that, we do have a live read with our episode sponsors. And since I did it on Tuesday, would you like to do it now? No. No, I would. I would not. You fired me, and now you want to give me extra work? Make up your mind. Well, I want you to do this live read. 
fine. Fine, I'll do it. Okay, give it to me. Give it to me. Where is it? Existential terror got you down? Do you feel the need to drown out all the noisy hustle and bustle of day-to-day -day life? You gotta try Old Yeller. Our Old Yeller specialists are expertly trained to follow you around, maintaining an even, full-bellied yell directly into your ear all day long. That's right, literally drown out the noise by having an octogenarian fill up your ear space with their own stream of full-voiced yelling. Your boss demanding too much from you? Can't hear him. Cat collars? A thing of the past. Too shy to pee in public? You won't even notice anyone else is in the bathroom. The best part is, if you use the promo code SVS, you'll get 20% off your first month of Old Yeller. Old Yeller. La la la, I can't hear you, la la la. Oh my god, that was that was tough to get through um, from a personal standpoint. For you? For you? That was tough to, can we not, can we not talk like you for like two seconds? My goodness, that was a, whoo, that was a hefty one. All right, I'm all recovered. All right, uh, do you have anything to say now, now that I've recovered from that? Yes, I do. I think Old Yeller provides a wonderful service to anyone dealing with uh, issues in today's world and I, I am a strong supporter of them and their octogenarians <laughs> it's a fun word to say it is in fact um thank you old yeller for sponsoring this episode we are moving on to our trade targets and trade chips Starting off with my favorite trade target, and I know you've already heard me talk about him, so I'm going to speed through him, David Montgomery. And I know, I know I mentioned this on Tuesday, and this may come back to bite me, but I'm still going to vouch for him. Uh, whether you're in playoff contention or not, his upcoming schedule includes Green Bay twice, which they give up the second most fantasy points to running backs, Detroit the first most fantasy points given up to running backs, and Houston, the third most fantasy points given up to running backs. And you have you have Minnesota coming up and one other time in there, and they're like at 14th. So like, sure, you have a couple of not perfect matchups, but like still not a bad matchup. And the guy is averaging 18.7 touches per game. That is eighth in the league. That kind of opportunity is really hard to find, especially since you won't have to pay pretty much anything to get him um like he is i feel like he's going to be pretty cheap he's been struggling a lot his owners might be desperate so make an offer it really can't hurt who is your uh favorite uh trade target so it's christian mccaffrey <laughs> i could i i could I couldn't even get through that. Christian I choose David Montgomery. I choose this guy who you can who you can actually probably buy low on. And you choose Christian McCaffrey. Can you let can you let me defend Christian McCaffrey as a trade target before you go and and crap on my decision? <laughs> sure. Sure. Try to try to make Christian McCaffrey make sense. So, okay. So first of all, first of all, you're laughing because he's arguably the best fantasy football asset in the game, right? That's why you're laughing. Of course, yes. Like, it, it will be really hard to get Christian McCaffrey, but I don't think so, and here's why. He's injured again. He's missing this coming week for sure. If your if your uh, if your your trade deadline is November fifteenth, which I know some Yahoo leagues are, you're gonna have to make this trade for him now, uh, which means you could take a dead week from him. 
They also haven't had their bye week yet, so that's another dead week. He might be out for two weeks because they want to protect him. And like, you know, Christian McCaffrey is Christian McCaffrey. If there is a team that has Christian McCaffrey and they are struggling because he's been out. He's been out the whole season. Maybe they didn't have Mike Davis. And this team might not make the playoffs, but they still have a shot. They will not make the playoffs with Christian McCaffrey on their team, or, or at least their chances are more slim. If you can offer them some players that, that have instant value that could also carry them to the playoffs, you could get Christian McCaffrey. If you are in a position where you feel like you are confident you will make the playoffs, you can get Christian McCaffrey and he will light it up for the playoffs for you. I mean, in his first game back, he had 28 touches, which was his season high, despite coming off of a high ankle sprain. So like, you know that he's going to return on whatever value that you spend to get him, within reason, of course, but like, I think you can get Christian McCaffrey from from some of his fantasy owners. I, <laughs> after you explain it, 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 it actually, it could make sense just, again, make sure you're not giving up two running back ones for one Christian McCaffrey. He's good, but he's, you know, he's still on the the Panthers offense, which has not fully gotten its wheels rolling, despite being most of the way through the season. Um, another trade target that I like is another strange one, the Baltimore Ravens defense. It is always an asset to have the number one defense in fantasy. I mean, you saw it a few years back with Jacksonville. You saw it last year with Baltimore, and this year, it's Baltimore again. Only this time, they have an insanely good playoff schedule. They are facing Jacksonville and the New York Giants in the typical fantasy playoffs in weeks 15 and 16. Like, the Baltimore defense could win you your league. And if you are already set up with a solid starting lineup, and if and if the current owner of the Baltimore defense is looking for some, some back-end starters or at least some depth to get them into the playoffs, like, go for them. Go for the Baltimore defense. I know uh, in my league, uh, my brother actually just traded T. Higgins in the Cleveland defense for the Baltimore defense. I think that... I think that's excellent. Granted, my brother also has Devontae Adams, Adam Thielen, and Terry McLaurin, so he has he has the wide receiver depth to give up for Baltimore, but that's that's exactly what I'm talking about, is using some of your extra depth to lock in the Baltimore defense for those fantasy playoffs. Um, you're next. Hit it. I actually am going to bring up... Um, I'm going to be the one to do it since I talked about him earlier. Derek Henry. That's right. The guy who we were talking about earlier, he is definitely going to be another pricey one, similar to Christian McCaffrey, but maybe not as pricey as Christian McCaffrey. He has scored fewer than 20 fantasy points in all but two of his games this season. So some of his fantasy owners, especially after this past week, and if you're looking at that November 15th trade deadline, they might be getting a little impatient with him. Um, and he has, again, a great playoff schedule and a great schedule coming up. He uh, In the playoffs from weeks 14 to 17, he has Jacksonville, Detroit, Green Bay, and Houston. Super solid. He is definitely going to hit his ceiling in most of those games, I believe, which makes him a pricey, but I think worth it trade target. You've got, uh, you've got the next one. Take it. I'm done. We talked about Derek Henry. You're right. Um, moving on, Leonard Fournette. 
Leonard Fournette. That's right. He's still in a committee with Ronald Jones, but not really. Leonard Fournette has out-touched Ronald Jones in every single game since Leonard Fournette has been back from injury. He is being used in the passing game with at least six targets in each of the past three games. And again, since these are trade targets and you're looking to improve your team for the playoff run, weeks 14 through 17, he has Minnesota, which we've talked about as a middle-of-the-pack defense, but they put up points and they're going to be passing the ball to their pass-catching back, Leonard Fournette. Then he has Atlanta, Detroit, and Atlanta again in 15 through 17. Like, that is... That is chef's kiss beautiful. Like, that is that is what you want, and Leonard Fournette should not be super expensive. So, go out, try to get Leonard Fournette. I'm going to give you one last one. <laughs> I keep on taking the really expensive ones. Um, Terry McLaurin. Uh, you, you should definitely, I know it's going to be very tough, especially because he's had some really good games recently. He is fourth in the league in targets per game. That is how solid his opportunities have been. Plus, they have, again, we're looking to playoff schedule. He has a very soft playoff schedule against Seattle and Carolina in weeks 15 and 16. And Seattle and Carolina both put up a ton of points. They will both be fighting for playoff spots, I am sure. So both of them will be trying to put up a ton of points. Washington will be playing from behind. They will need to throw the ball a ton. And Seattle and Carolina are not known for their pass defense. And that is why, if you can, find a way to get Terry McLaurin on your team now. How are you going to get all of these? I have provided a bunch of expensive trade targets. How are you going to get these guys on your team? I will tell you. These are some trade chips uh, that you can use to get some of these guys on your team. And we will tell you why. I'm actually going to kick this one off because I think a good trade chip for any of these expensive ones to throw in is James Robinson. He's been amazing up to this point. We were just talking about David Montgomery's opportunity at, at eighth in the league in touches per game. James Robinson is ahead of him. James Robinson has more. I think he is sixth in the league in touches per game. So his opportunity has been there. I mean, like, why would we possibly get rid of James Robinson? It's it's the same thing we were talking about in the midseason awards and why he might not be a league winner. And that is his brutal brutal playoff schedule facing Baltimore, Chicago, and Indianapolis. Indianapolis, who, who <laughs> he just held Derek freaking Henry to 11.9 fantasy points. So, like, that is really rough as far as, as, far as that, that playoff schedule goes. So if you can use James Robinson to get one of these guys above who has a better playoff schedule, I think you should. See, also on the same team, DJ Shark, who has had a good couple of weeks. He's proven to be certainly Luton's favorite target last week. So these are some guys, the Jacksonville Jaguars offense. If you can sell them, try to do it. Who, who are, uh, who's one of your trade, uh, trade chips? Um, I am actually going to jump to a, an, another bit of a controversial one. DK Metcalf. And I, I know, I know this one for sure. Since I'm saying it out loud, this is going to come and bite me um, for saying this. Uh, but DK Metcalf is currently outside the top 20 in receptions. 
So opportunity has not always been his key. The big thing that he has is he has the second most receiving touchdowns in the NFL behind Tyreek Hill. So a significant amount of his fantasy relevance has come from touchdowns, which is shady. We like chasing opportunity. And like I said, outside of the top 20 in receptions. And if you look, a lot of his productions has been more recent. Uh, in the first four weeks of the season with a healthy Chris Carson for the running game, Metcalf had exactly four receptions per game. That is not good enough. I believe his opportunities drop a bit once a healthy Chris Carson comes back and they can revitalize their run game. And if his touchdown luck drops at all and he's getting four receptions per game, that is not the guy who you want to march into the fantasy playoffs with and because his value is so high right now, I think he is an excellent trade chip for some of some of the guys that, that Schlanger was talking about. If you're trying to get Christian McCaffrey, if you're trying to get uh, Derrick Henry or Terry McLaurin, I think putting up DK Metcalf, you could do worse. You could do worse. And plus, if we're looking to the playoffs, he has a terrible matchup with the Rams in Week 16, and that could cost you your season right there. That's some championship games. So... DK Metcalf, trade chip, not trade target. I love the way you are thinking, and thank you for giving me guys to trade uh, to get these Terry McLaurins and Derrick Henrys. I've got another one. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, if you can. This one has a little asterisk because we all know, everyone who's been playing fantasy knows that Clyde Edwards-Alaire's value has gone down since Le'Veon Bell has joined the team. He has had fewer than 10 touches in each game that Le'Veon Bell has played in. Um, but he can definitely be used as an ad additional chip to throw in. Like, he he is still producing despite his, his, his low touches. So I think he is at least a name still, and you might be able to get some value throwing him in, pairing him up with someone like James Robinson, or pairing him up with someone like, I'm going to jump to the next one, Christian Kirk. Pair him up with Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk, unbelievable scoring production over the past three games. He's scoring over 20 fantasy points in each of those three games. And he, sure, he definitely has value down the stretch as Kyler Murray's second favorite target. But, his, but Kyler Murray's first favorite target is DeAndre freaking Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins, who throughout the beginning of the season proved that he is the, like, he was leading the league in targets for a bit there. DeAndre Hopkins' target share is insane. And Christian Kirk's first two good games came against Dallas and Seattle, um, two terrible defenses where Christian Kirk caught some long touchdown passes. And his third good game, most recently, came when Xavier Howard was shadowing DeAndre Hopkins. And you know, Miami, Miami's defense is nothing to, to, to snub your nose at, if that's the right phrase. Um, and Xavier Howard has been a lockdown cornerback. So when DeAndre Hopkins only gets three targets, sure, that opens up game for Christian Kirk. But I think Christian Kirk's value is the highest that it will be right now. Use him to get some of those better options. You have one last one. Yes, I do. It is, in fact, another wide receiver, and it is Will Fuller. Will Fuller has been the the best producing uh, fantasy wide receiver on Houston. So why are we trading him? Because Brandon Cooks is taking all the opportunity. Brandon Cooks is averaging almost 10 targets per game over the past four games since Bill O'Brien was fired. Will Fuller is averaging about 
about 7.5, which isn't bad. 7.5 targets per game is not terrible. But he's also caught a touchdown in each of the past six games. Like what we were talking about with DK Metcalf. You cannot chase touchdowns, especially with wide receivers and especially with deep threat wide receivers. So, you know, Will Fuller is not getting the opportunities that Brandon Cooks is getting. Plus, they're, they they get Indianapolis twice and Chicago in between weeks 13 uh, through 15. So that scares me. And not to mention his injury history. He's managed to stay on the field this season, but he could all of a sudden get injured. Will Fuller's value is pretty high. If you can pair him up with any of the other ones we were talking about or with, with some other players to get some of those trade targets we were talking about, take advantage of that. And also get Brandon Cooks on your team, maybe. Brandon Cooks might be a good target, actually. But we don't have time for that anymore because we are wrapping up this podcast. Thank you so much, all of you, for listening to our Friday edition of Samuels vs. Schlanger. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Google Podcasts. You can find us on Breaker, Podcast Addict. You can find us literally everywhere. Plus... I know you hate it when I say it. No, I'm going to say it this time. You can find us on the We Know Fantasy platform. That is at We Know Fantasy on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, etc. That is www.weknowfantasy.com. We, for all joking aside, we love the team over at We Know Fantasy. They are great. And one of the analysts, Coach Stephen P., was just called out on fantasypros.com. Uh, the guy is the number four most accurate ranker on their like list on on guys that, that that they are looking for for ranking. So we got some very very talented and intelligent people over at We Know Fantasy. Mad props to Coach Stephen P. He might listen to this. He might not. I think he hates me. He doesn't hate you. He doesn't know you. So that is all the time we have today. We will see you on Tuesday. Enjoy the weekend of games. Thank you, everybody. Down